All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. So in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. Today is Monday, May 15th, and stocks seem to rebound after two weeks of losses. And today, traders and investors are paying close attention to the debt ceiling discussion. Plus, the Empire State Index uh, data is being released. So how will the markets react? And more importantly, how are we trading these markets? By the way, if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Highcutter, this super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we are real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And uh, with that said, Good morning, Chip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chip decided to to say hello, <laughs> and uh, I, I wish the the markets were saying hello. Pretty quiet markets uh, this morning after the Dow and S and P finished lower last week for the second consecutive week. Uh, but all in all, markets really aren't moving, Marcus. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you look at this and uh, just look at what happened uh, pretty much since the beginning of April, we we see that markets are here just in the tight range. I brought up the the S and P five hundred, and we see that maybe uh, between forty seventy and uh, forty one seventy, so in a hundred point range, uh, which is pretty narrow, and we have been there for the last two weeks. Uh, I mean, every now and then. We, we had a, a spike to the downside and then immediately followed by the spike to the upside. And whenever we, we tried to break out to the upside, boom, there was the spike to the downside. I, I mean, it really seems that markets are waiting for something. And at first, markets were waiting for the Fed and then for earnings. And I mean, now it's like, what the heck? Are we having any news or no news? <laughs> well... This is where, you know, traders are, are, are going to react to something. They're going to blame it on something. They're, they're looking for something. And this week, it seems like retail, Fed speak, and the debt ceiling will be the focus. Yeah, it, it seems this week. But, I mean, look at the VIX. We're still, we are now below 18 again. I mean, we talked about it with our masterminds this morning. This is pretty much in line what we have seen historically but I mean, ever since the pandemic, we got used to higher volatility between 20 and 30. So it feels like this is super low volatility, although you, you looked, looked up the values and it's pretty much in line with what we have seen historically. Exactly. I looked at averages a little bit earlier this year and the 10 year average for the VIX was 17.9. So we're actually right around that. Um, but for comparison, the uh, the five year average uh, was twenty one point three when I last ran it, and so that's a pretty significant change. And it just just because in the last five years with the pandemic and that volatility there, we got used to more volatility in the market. Yeah, and I mean you mentioned it. Uh, we we are at the tail end of earnings season, so we still have a few retailers reporting. We have Home Depot reporting earnings. And uh, that will be tomorrow before the open. Uh, we have Walmart reporting earnings. This will be on Thursday before the open. And we have Target reporting earnings. This will be on Wednesday before the open. But I, I don't think that we will hear a lot of surprises there. No. I, well, I mean, you, you never know. And if there is, uh, you know, a comment about future guidance where 
there's just a, a huge concern and, and worry, then that could definitely move the mark. We saw that on Friday, uh, preliminary University of Michigan consumer sentiment fell to a six month low. So, you know, anything kind of in line with that theme, I don't think is going to be that big of a deal, but something substantial could. Uh, this morning, you're bringing up the economic calendar data uh, for the Empire State Manufacturing Survey showed a huge decline. Uh, so this is man, uh, manufacturing activity in the New York area basically collapsing in May. Uh, this index uh, represents the level of companies reporting expansion versus contraction. And you see there minus 31.8 versus the minus 3.7 expectation. Yeah. So this will be interesting because we also have core retail sales and retail sales tomorrow. And I mean, last month, surprisingly, they were declining. Right now, the forecast is uh, that they are on the upswing again. Uh, but, but I believe that we could actually see a decline tomorrow. It could be. It, it, it could be. And uh, again, I mean, this is it, it's it's a week for retail. Uh, with some of those big earnings and then uh, tomorrow's report. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. So now you mentioned it, we have tons of Fed members speaking. We have today Kaskari speaking. We have Cook speaking. We have then tomorrow Barr, Williams and Goldsby speaking. On Wednesday, no, nobody on Wednesday. They're taking a day off. But then on Thursday, we have again Jefferson, Barr, Logan speaking. On Friday, Williams, Bauman and also Powell is uh, on the calendar. So Busy, busy week for Fed members, but do you expect any surprises there? You know, not really. And this is why when you look at the economic calendar, they're all labeled as low impact events, except for Powell on Friday. Uh, so Powell's comments are always going to be most significant. Can there be a surprise? Sure. Do the markets want to hear something, you know, positive or negative to, to create some movement? Sure. Uh, but most of this is, is going to be a bunch of nothing. Um, and I believe just the Fed reiterating that, hey, interest rates at these levels, at least for now, are here to stay. Yeah. And I mean, right now, if you look at the probabilities, there is even a 21% probability that the Fed might raise rates again in the next meeting that is on June 14th. So we are like 30 days away. Um, I, I mean, that's what traders are already factoring in, that there could be possibly another rate hike. And that's interesting because I, I would imagine that if we look at the, the probabilities that traders would start to shift their uh, no cut probability uh, rather than a rate hike for, for next meeting. I, I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, you know, probably not a cut for the rest of the year. And right yeah. now, traders based on Fed funds futures aren't saying that. And I agree. I believe that at this point, the Fed will probably assess what's happening before they keep rising it, because we saw that it had an impact on the banking uh, sector, right? I mean, this is where the Fed at some point, I mean, they have hiked it very aggressively, 10 hikes in a row, five percentage points over the last, what, year approximately, a little bit over a year. So, I mean, at some point, it makes sense to to slow down and assess what's happening here. But I agree with you uh, that most probably we won't see any rate cuts this year unless we see anything uh, dramatically happening in the economy. 
uh, or in any of the sectors that uh, that would force the Fed to do so. That's just it. I, I think at this point, the easiest thing for the Fed to do is to keep rates at these levels and still have some impact on uh, inflation and then wait and see. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's take a look at, uh, at the markets really quick. And then we take a look at our positions, because when we take a look at the five minute chart of the S&P 500, we see that it's a, it's a whole bunch of nothing burger today. We opened just around the unchanged mark, moved a little bit lower, moved a little bit higher. And right now the S&P is up less than one point. The Dow is down less than one point. I mean, this is nothing. It just shows that, okay, What's happening here? What are we doing this week? Nobody knows just yet. Yeah, a 20 point range uh, for this morning, but uh, more significant between the open and the close right now, you know, one and a half points, not a not a whole lot of movement. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a look at our positions and see what is happening there. So first up on the list for me is Cotera Energy, CTRA. Super interesting um, because on Friday had a nice move higher with 1.8%. This morning, a follow through right now up 3%. I just saw that a few minutes ago it spiked but pulled back. So I'm still looking to sell the 26 calls with the spike. If they can make another attack towards these highs here that we had this morning at 2580, I believe I'll be able to sell uh, the 26 calls against my existing position for at least 30% annualized RI. So, Marcus, would you ever just close this position, just sell those uh, shares? Uh, not, not at this point, not at this point, but I'm, I'm definitely uh, getting more aggressive in letting this go. I mean, my break even is at 22.51. So we also have another dividend coming up that is uh, next week on the 25th. So, I mean, th this will give me right now. We don't know exactly what the dividend is uh, estimated. It's 20 cents. And uh, I have a pretty good position here. Let me just uh, double check. I do have 5,400 shares. So there's another $1,000 coming to me. So I'm okay if I'm getting called away this week. Uh, but right now, um, let's just see where we are. Because earlier I checked. Okay, now we are between 15 and 20 cents. So I'm getting 42%. Earlier we were just at 10 by 15. So now I, I might be able to, to sell this. Uh, I'll, I'll try to sell this at 20 cents. Sounds good. So that's the plan here. All right. Uh, well, we'll talk about Google in a moment. But Oxy, Oxy, a trade that we both took last week. And this was a very quick one day trade. We sold the 56 put and was a were able to buy it back the next day at 80% of max profits. Yeah. And I was hoping to uh, uh, reload, take another shot at this one. But Oxy has moved up since uh, the day that we sold those puts up a little bit today. So uh, nothing to nothing to, to do there. Yeah. Hey, uh, Marcus, uh, just for clarification, because I know this came up earlier, uh, the declaration date uh, for the dividend uh, was on May 3rd for CTRA. So it's definitely 20 cents. Okay. Um, so when a company is uh, is reporting, uh, or, you know, based on uh, the dividends being paid, you have a declaration date, you have a record date, and you have a payment date. And um, the declaration date is when that dividend amount is declared. Um, the uh, ex-dividend date is actually the day before the record date. And uh, then the payment date is when it shows up in your account. 
All right. Well, I mean, then it'll go down by another 20 cents. So this will get my break even to 22, what, uh, 34, way down here. So I'm okay with this position. Okay, Oxy, I removed it from there. And then we have PNC uh, breaking out of this range. Today up 1.5%, but uh, not yet rallying what we were hoping for. Yeah, I'll take this move higher because I, I really just want to see that we're not making lower lows and, and just drifting down. Uh, so, it you know, it, it's not what I want to see. I would I would rather us snap back uh, quickly, but it looks like we have found some potential short-term support. And again, I, I just think that at this point, there's worries in the banking uh, sector and there needs to be some news to alleviate that. Right? Can we see more downside? Sure. Um, is this just gonna, you know, crater and, and implode, and and our banks just gonna be totally screwed from here? I don't believe so. Um, but I, I think some some clarity uh, with you know how bank deposits are gonna be protected and and right. where we stand right now is gonna help. Well, plus the uh, exposure to the commercial real estate market, right? That came up over the last couple of weeks. I mean, this is where. Okay, how is commercial real estate doing with these high interest rates? And what will happen if interest rates remain that high for the remainder of the year? I think this is where, uh, yeah, we need some more clarity. All right. And then there's the Googles. The Googles, I mean, had this phenomenal run last week after they had their uh, developers conference or the I.O. conference, and they announced a bunch of stuff with AI. That's exactly what I expected, that once we break above the 108, that we'll probably trade between uh, 106 and 120, and exactly that happened. However, before the, uh, the conference, I sold the 109 uh, calls against my existing position, and on Friday I got called away. So there, is, uh, there was no possibility to roll it, to continue this. So I got called away, so this means Google, goodbye. <laughs> hey, so did you do anything wrong there, Marcus? No, no, absolutely not. Because this where I followed my plan where I, in my plan, it very clearly says, here it is, right? Uh, that I should, when to enter, sell calls, sell at the assigned price or above, but make sure that you get at least 30% annualized. And that's what I did. Now, the conference, this could have been hit and miss uh, because a few weeks ago, Google had, I can't remember what kind of conference, but I mean, this is where investors were very, very disappointed. And the stock moved from 107 all the way down to $90 within a matter of weeks. So I followed my plan here. Uh, in hindsight, whatever you do in the markets, you're wrong, right? <laughs> this is where we talked about it with this morning with our mastermind member. Get used to being wrong. If I hadn't sell, uh, sold the 109, it would have probably cratered again. And uh, <laughs> this is where the markets are just out to get you. Get used to this. The important thing is follow your plan. But what do you think? Do you think I made a mistake here? No, I, I absolutely agree that you did the right thing. And, and this gets tricky, but this is where I believe that as traders, we need to reward ourselves not for the outcome, but for the decision, right? That decision should be based on a plan and say that, yes, this was successful because I followed my plan. Because you're right, you're going to be too early, you're going to be too late. But I believe that with a plan, 
over time we can outperform, right? Because if you find that you are selling calls a little too early, you can adjust. You could adjust your plan. You could make rules that will help you capitalize on those moves. But too often traders, they'll think, oh shoot, I missed this move. And then next time they won't sell calls and then the stock will drop, right? And now you're you're missing an opportunity and just messing with your head. So uh, follow the plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Google overall has made me uh, just shy of uh, $13,000. So I'm, I'm quite happy with that one. All right. Final look here at the markets, uh, but let me ask you before we take a look at the market, see what's happening there. Is this helpful as we're running through our positions? If it is, give us a like. We really appreciate every single like. And if you're new to the channel, consider subscribing. Now you know what we are doing here on this channel. So looking at the S&P right now, um, moving slightly higher, uh, Nasdaq leading the way 0.3%. And I just saw that there were some breaking news that it seems that the Microsoft Activision uh, deal got approved in the EU doesn't seem to affect Microsoft just now. No, and maybe that was essentially priced into the market. Traders, you know, felt it would be okay. Could be. So Based overall, on that. Yeah, overall, pretty uneventful. And we are still trading in this very, uh, what, 100, 120 point range that we have had here. So at some point we need to break out and uh, we are here to take advantage of this. So if you're enjoying this and want to be part of the next show, click on like, click on subscribe, and then we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.